Well, hey ladies, this is the Unboxable Podcast once again. I am here today to share some more soulful inspiration for women with big dreams. As always, I bring in a beautiful guest. Her name is Emma Lagalo, and I really enjoyed our chat because she shares with us a story of how she took the breadcrumbs and the and the light bulb moments and she put them together into a new career for herself. And the way she talks about being a mother and emerging through her motherhood into what she's doing now is so inspiring and I really like Emma's approach to life in general. So I hope you really enjoy this chat as much as I did. Please enjoy this episode of the Unboxable podcast. This Emma, welcome to the Soul Mama Hub. Thanks. I'm uh, so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation and yeah, really looking forward to having a chat with you. Absolute pleasure. So Emma and I have been, actually we've never met in person, which seems strange because we're the sort of kindred spirits in a way. And I think for a long time we've been in contact through socials and I've always felt a great resonance with the work that you do. And um, what we want to talk about today, or what I'd love to hear more about from you, is just about your transition from one kind of business to another and your sort of change of focus. So I won't give anything away just yet, but to begin with, please tell me just who you are, where you are, what you love to do. Sure. No, thanks, Elena. So yeah, so my name is Emma Lagalo, and I'm a wealth and mindset coach. Uh, so I help women to transform their their worth, their wealth, and their well-being. And it's it's really about, I guess, connecting with their innate brilliance that they may have lost um, of, on the journey of of life. Um, I know both yourself and I are, are mums. Um, we've got, you know, you've got three kids, I've got four, um, almost all teenagers. And yeah, I think that journey can really, um, you can lose your identity a little bit. And that's where um, I really hope to help women to reclaim that within themselves. That's awesome. And did we say where you are in the world? Yeah, so I'm in Sydney, um, but uh, I'm in South Sydney, so in Cronulla uh, and, yeah, Sydney, Australia. So I've lived here for most of my life. I did a little bit of backpacking in my 20s, but, um, yeah, I've been anchored here for a long time, but I'm, I feel blessed. We're very lucky to live in such a beautiful city and a beautiful part of the world. We are, aren't we? And I would love to know a little bit about your background. What did you do prior to this? Yeah, so... When I was at school, I always really wanted to be a journalist. And I think that has now sort of come full circle in in being online and being able to create. I've also got a blog called um, Mama Stay, um, which is really where, where this journey started for me. But I wanted to be a journalist, but then I guess I took the safe option and I uh, ended up switching my degree over to a marketing degree because I thought I would get a job. And I was always in a hurry as well. I just really wanted to, you know, move on, move out, do all the things. And so that seemed like the easiest way to get there. And, and look, it was, it served me well. Um, had 25 year career in corporate and I really enjoyed all of the things that it brought me. I worked in banking and finance for a long time and traveled with that. And then um, once I had had my kids and I was working in um, the pharmaceutical industry as a national marketing manager and yeah, it was great. but. I feel that all of that was, I was, I just felt like I was living my life on autopilot and, and really, I guess the trigger for me was, um, the pandemic 
um, when life really slowed down and I had an opportunity to, you know, be working from home more. And I had paused to reflect that, you know, I would love to even write a book one of these days. And I thought, when am I ever going to do that in this crazy busy life that I've created for myself? And so that was the time where I thought perhaps, um, yeah, I would give it a go. And it's actually just turned everything around for me. And yeah, now I'm just really so in love with everything that I'm doing in my life. It's been great. And talk to me about why you started Mama Stay exactly. Like what exactly was your goal initially? And, um, and then we'll move into how it's evolved. Yeah. So the goal with Mama's Day was really, it was for mums who are raising, um, tweens and teens. Um, and I just felt like that there was a real, a bit of a, a disconnect for the, for that stage of parenting. I know when, when the, the younger ones, when they're babies, then you've got mother's groups and you've got a lot of even, you know, help with medical or when they're at school and you're dropping them to school when they're little at the school gate. And so you're talking to other parents. And then once they become teenagers, then, you know, they don't want you around. They don't need you around. Like they're more independent, but uh, yeah, it can be a lonely time because of that. And then also the transition that is happening for our teenagers as well at that time where they are really, um, you know, testing boundaries and seeking independence. And it can be a time. And I know for myself, like we even had a few you know, health problems with some of my kids and we, you know, one of them has ADHD and another one was um, diagnosed with epilepsy at that time. And so that was even, you know, a massive thing for my family to go through at that time. And I just felt like it was, it was lonely and I wanted to be a place where we could, it was just a safe place to know that our kids are going to do things or, you know, maybe they, they have like even mental health problems or things like that. And rather than hiding away and um, worrying about it, then if we were more open and to be a place where to say that this is just what happens and this is normal, then that would be, um, that would be nice. So I guess yeah, it was for me that. and for everyone as well. Mm. Yeah. And I'm very, I think that's another part where yours and my work connect because I too believe very much in normalizing the ups and downs, the all arounds. Mm-hmm. The way that so many of us feel we need to grit our teeth and white knuckle it through really difficult situations. And Mm. I think you and I have had a similar response to that, which is that we needn't do it that way. There's actually a lot of ways that we can interact with each other as women, as mothers that are more supportive, that are more nurturing, that are more vulnerable, I guess. Yeah, I, I think. Completely. And and there's even that shame and and stigma, I think, that goes with this stage of parenting that I just didn't want to to be part of if I possibly could. And so I felt like the way to not be part of that was to stand up and, and talk about it and own it a little bit more. Today's episode is brought to you by the Soul Mama Membership. It is a safe space online for mothers and it is specifically created for women to access a community, a nurturing community that provides gentle accountability and encourages you to walk step-by-step, small-choice-by-small-choice towards a holistic and healthy lifestyle. It really just allows you to become more relaxed, have more fun, and show up as the best mum and human possible. Visit www.soulmamahub.com. That's S-O-U-L-M-A-M-A-H-U-B. Nice one, ladies. So, yeah, so that's what I've been doing through my blog and 
on my social media and and all of that around yeah raising teens. Mm. I think that's wonderful. And and like you say, it shouldn't be a brave act, but it is in mm. our day and age in the way that our modern society is set up. There seems to be a lot of pressure on us, and it is. I think it is changing a little bit with social media, with people, more people like you and I being more honest and being able to be more honest with the reality of day-to-day life. And through the pandemic, I think some of the veils were lifted for a lot of us as well. And so it's been a really interesting time for that sort of transparency and honesty and authenticity to become more common and thank goodness, you know, and, and to acknowledge also people like Celeste Barber, you know, doing those fantastic making fun of the way that we make things look so cool that really are just ridiculous. And, you know, she does that really well. There's lots more of that going on, I think, now. And thank goodness. And um, Lauren Dubois is another one that comes to mind. You know, she's very open and transparent about the imperfections of motherhood. And and I love that. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Yes, no, I've definitely been trying to channel a little bit, but then it's also a fine line between betraying your teenagers as well. Yeah, um, embarrassing them too because it, for them as well, it's it's a, it is it's a tough time for them to navigate as you know, and that's where it's nice for us to try and be that role model as well to be more authentic and honest and open, and hopefully then they can be as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's a whole nother can of worms, isn't yeah. it? About sharing our kids' lives online. I actually went on mm-hmm. television talked about that, and mm-hmm. it was a very interesting conversation, mm-hmm. and that was with Lauren as well. Lauren Dubois, also very interesting conversation on her side. It's it's mm-hmm. such a big thing of how much of our stories is also our children's stories, how much of their stories is ours, yeah. and how much can we share. And I think, you know, there's a lot we could talk about there, but mm-hmm. it's probably a rabbit hole only for another day, I guess. Yeah. But it's a very uh, interesting thing that I think you've touched on, which is that as our children grow, we are, are forced in a way to ask questions of ourselves and our identities. So tell me how that evolved now into what you're doing now. Yeah, so I guess it was, um, I guess what I've done now is I, I, will, I, I think a lot of the time I was hiding behind the Mama Stay brand because it was a, it was a huge thing for me to, uh, I just, I, you know, I'd always sort of dreamed about doing things like this, um, you know, more being more out there on social media and, um, you know, writing about the things that I truly believe in, but it was, it seemed easier to do it hiding behind something. So that was where Mama's Day um, was, I guess, the brand. And as I've evolved and the, the my business has grown, I've, I've realized that it was sort of holding me back a little bit and that I think people would resonate more if it was just the person rather than the brand. And so that's where as my confidence has grown and I feel more, um, I guess, comfortable, pushing myself out of my comfort zone becomes more comfortable all the time. And so now I feel like I can get more traction as Emma Larglo. Um, And so that's where I have sort of transitioned away a little bit from the, the mama's day. And I also found like I was attracting people from women in particular from all walks of life. So it wasn't just the mums. And I know that there was some that were coming to me um, because I've moved as well I because I've worked in banking and finance for a long time and I've always, my mum was a great role model I went with money and so now I sort of am good with money as well and do all, run all of that at, at home. And so I've got a program at the moment called Wealth Mastery, which is helping, you know, mums to look at their money mindset and, and money and, and become more equal. And I was having women who weren't mums saying they wanted to do it, but they can't because they're not mums. And so that's where I, I thought, look, I'm just going to be, Therefore, 
whoever really needs what I have to offer and, you know, what I've learned as, as I've gone along. And so I think it's, it's helping me to, yeah. I mean, I, even there's dads that I, that I'm coaching as well in my life coaching business. I have, you know, three dads, um, in on my books. And so I really, I think, yeah, it's, it feels more aligned for me to be Emma Lagalo rather than the mama's day and yeah. And to, to be pushing people away who, you know, maybe I can help and support. I could be misreading this, but from what you've just said, it sounds a little bit like you've had to go through a fairly deep process of reconciliation of, is it okay to be standing out and saying that I am Emma Luglow, life coach, wealth mastery expert? It sounds like you've really had to think that through pretty deeply. And I don't know if you know this about me, but when I lived in the UK, um, my role, which I created out of nowhere because it just seemed to be needed, was personal branding coach. And there's a lot of women who I believe have so much to offer as themselves, but feel that it's a very bold step to just come out and say, well, I am Elena Turley and Elena Turley is my business as well. And then it brings up questions of how you separate the personal Elena Turley from the professional Elena Turley. If you think about it, Dr. Joe Bloggs down the road has been doing Dr. Joe Bloggs and being Joe Bloggs his whole life. It's very common actually in professional circles to do this. But when we're stepping from motherhood into a personal brand, it seems a much bigger step. And I, and I feel like you've been through that process. Um, yes. Talk me through yes. how that feels, not just the strategy side of it, because I can hear there's a strategy there mm-hmm. for your business and for what women uh, need from you in your business. But what I want to know about is how does that feel personally? Yeah. So it feels scary. And when I first started, I, I was in touch with a business coach who mentored me through it. And she said, why don't you just be Emma Lagalo? And, and at that point it was like, no way am I doing that? <laughs> why? I, I think it was just, first of all, I thought I, 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 I was a bit naive and I thought I wasn't going to have to show up at all. And I could just, it could just be the brand and I could just be this little voice behind the brand that, um, you know, said whatever, you know, said all the things I wanted to say, but um, not have to show myself because I had that real fear of, of that visibility. Yeah. And fear I of visibility, I, massive, by yeah. the way. That's what I always basically coached women on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think it's just the way we've been even raised is not to show up like too much, not to be too much, too big, too, all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've always been, you know, myself, like I think of, you know, the people pleaser and love to be there, but don't want to be the center of attention and, and all of that. And so there, that was, a, that was a huge thing. But then I realized that if I was going to get any traction quite quickly, then that I would have to show up. And so I can remember I was sitting in this lounge room where I am right now and I recorded it because there's no way I could have done a live. And I did about 20 takes of saying what I wanted to say and yeah. And then posted it, freaking out, you know, how's this going to be received? And yeah, but it was, it was good. And then it's just grown from there. And I think it's, yeah, it, my confidence has just, has grown. I think getting, knowing, finding my voice and, and, and knowing that what I, what I'm saying and is helping people has been, it's, it, it's, I can just say that that's what I need to do and it, and becoming more comfortable with it as, as I go on. I think what you're talking about from the sounds of it, from where I sit here is that, that the fears and the limiting beliefs that so many of us carry, the fears around taking up space, around standing out, the tall poppy stuff, the, 
the bigness, like you say, stepping into your big girl shoes, it's scary mm. to be that person when you're not yet that person in your yeah. mind, even yeah. when other people see you that way. It is about your fears, your limiting beliefs, your conditioning. And then when you kind of fake it till you make it or take that big uncomfortable step of doing it before you're ready, you know, when people are saying it's just time for you to do this, and you're like, I'm not ready. I don't feel comfortable with this, but you do it anyway. And it's that thing about taking action scared, taking action even when you fear it. And once you do, you realize how much sense it makes mm. and how you've just actually taken a leadership role and almost acted in a way that then gives others to act similarly the permission to act similarly you know you're saying well if I can do this even when I'm scared and I don't feel like it's the right thing to do just yet and even if it's a big hairy scary thing to do then so can you yeah and that's yeah. so powerful you know mm -hmm. and um I I think it's awesome that you've done that Emma and I can see it's still not yeah, that fully fits you. Okay, I can sense that because I yeah. this is what I did before and what I do now a little bit. And mm. I love that you're doing it anyway. Like I just yeah. want to call you out for that and say how awesome that even though it's big and huge and it is, it's such a bold step. It's hard to explain how it feels when you choose, you know, elenaturley.com and make a whole website that is elenaturley.com. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when I tell people my email address, you know, at elenatelli.com, I think, God, I must be thinking, who, she, who does she think she is? You know, those thoughts still come up. Yeah. They don't go yeah. away. Yes. Yeah. Like they're ever going to disappear necessarily. Yeah. But I know. You can know that they reflect your fears and false beliefs, not mm. the truth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, that's, yeah, 100%. And yeah, it sounds like you were in that sort of space. For your whole life and so for me it has been such a, a, a turn and even the people that I've had around me I know that like some of them have struggled and even it, like yeah having all of that even my family and and what how does that reflect back on them and my husband you know taking yes. his name and all of that so there there was there was so much that I had to consider but I do feel like now it's it's like a freight train that is sort of just self-perpetuating and it's, it's not going to stop. So, and so you've had a good response by the sounds of it. Yeah, well, yeah, it has. Like I just love that, you know, I'll do a post and even if it's one or, you know, two people that will reach out and just say I needed to, I needed to see that today or are you in my head or, yeah, or they then they, they want to work with me or I see them they say, look, I know I need to work with you. And so I can see that I'm really helping it's it's like a ripple effect I feel like that I'm standing up and saying these things that I think people are thinking vulnerable things or just calling things out of, of you know how we are raising our teenagers and how it's tough and um then they it, it sort of gives them permission to feel what they're feeling or yeah know that it's normal absolutely I think just the real and genuine nature of you doing the work inside and out and then offering to hold the hand or be a guide of someone else also doing the work inside and out or desiring to do that work. There's great power in that, you know, and it's easy to underestimate it when you're in it, doing it day by day. But I've had a similar experience as well where the women I work with come back to me and tell me the most remarkable stories. And, and I think, wow, that's awesome to have been able to stand next to that person and just really be there with them. It's not necessarily like I don't take much credit for that except, okay, here's a space. Do you want to step into it? It's mm. an invitation. 
And then it's that person doing what they need to do. And they're doing the work. It's not me, you know. But wow, it's amazing to be able to stand beside those people at those moments. Yeah, it's without a doubt. Yeah. Well, that's what I was listening to your podcast. And yeah, someone who's been with in your membership since the very beginning and yeah. talking about how you have um, helped her, guide her to find ways to navigate this time where, you know, with meditation and breath work and mindfulness and all of that and how it really is so supportive. And, and that's definitely what I found. I mean, I discovered meditation really only, I mean, I knew about it forever, but only really about the last three years. And it's been so transformational for me. Um, journaling as well has been such um, a life changer for just being able to brain dump and feel so, it feels so cathartic afterwards just to, to get it all out on paper and then go, oh, okay, that's what I'm feeling or that's what's going on right now. Or, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. So yeah, it, yeah, it has really supported me to have some of those tools. Um, and I know that's what you promote a lot as well. Yeah, tools in the toolbox for sure. And it's not that any of these things are groundbreaking. It's that unless we are in a community of other women with similar intentions, it's very difficult to have a consistent practice. And it's the same, you know, you know, I'm a martial artist. I just got my black belt. That's something that can only happen. That level of just consistently showing up, backing up, it only happens in community in my experience. I mean, I have a husband who's an ultra trail runner. And he can do it himself on his own. Like, I don't know how he does it. He just gets out there and does the thing, you know, completely solo except for the races. And I'm just, I'm in awe of that. I don't, I do not operate that way. Like I absolutely need the accountability of another person or group of people in order to keep showing up consistently. So I think that you and I, both work in that space of just creating the spaces for women to step into where they can actually start to apply and consistently use those understandings. It's not that anything that we're offering is particularly magical except that connection piece, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is and, and it's, you know, it's being able to see perhaps what what those people can't see in themselves. I know I had a client the other day that you changed my life. And I, I said, no, like you changed your life. I said, I just yeah. want to see what you couldn't see. And I think that's the thing, especially with mothers that yes, we have, you know, we bear so much of a burden on our shoulders to try and be perfect or, um, you know, do not damage our children and, you know, be kind and calm and helpful and all of those things. And yeah, we put ourselves on, hold ourselves to such high standards. And then so much. Yeah. yeah. And so then we we're fixating on it, even on the negative rather than yes. like not even being able to see all the good things that we actually are doing in, in yes. our life for all those people. So. I and we naturally good. lose confidence, you know, at that stage of our lives, a lot of women will lose confidence in themselves or have an identity shift through matrescence. And there's lots of ways that that can, the ground can shake beneath us, you know, and we get disconnected from our friends and family sometimes. And I feel like I like to call what you just described, um, the borrowing of belief, you know? So I sometimes feel like we've lost belief in ourselves or lost belief potentially in our identity. And that can sometimes leave us feeling a space or a hole or a bit lost. And 
And I think in those moments, it's really powerful to be able to borrow the belief of other people and to go, okay, well, maybe you don't believe in yourself or your big dream right now. So, but I do, I can see the potential. So you just borrow my belief long enough to get started. You know, that's kind of a process that I love to watch in the communities of mothers that I'm involved in. I think it's really powerful Mm. and, um, and something that actually we need more than we realize or recognize at times. Yes, I think that that is um, so true. And that's even why I love even the opportunity that we have now in the online space, because we're not confined to our geographical area or the school where our kids go or any of that to be able to find those sort of like-minded individuals that are going to inspire us and motivate us and and see show us our potential uh, through them. I think what we know we are really blessed to have communities like you've created and you know, even what I've created as an online audience and yeah, people that want to work in my group programs and things like that. It really, it has, um, it just enriched my life so much. And I know that it it can enrich so many other people's lives, um, especially as mothers, because we are in this sort of little microcosm of running our families and getting everything done for the household and and all of that. And so we can have that, those tentacles that to reach out to show us, a little bit more about who we are, then I think that can be a really good thing as well. It's so true. And what I'll do, Emma, is I will put some links to the work that you're doing in the show notes. But before we wrap things up, I'd love to know a little bit about where people can find you, if you can tell people how they might find you, where you like to hear from people, what socials you're on. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm on Instagram predominantly, and that's um, Emma Lagalo, just at Emma Lagalo. It's L-A-G-E-R-L-O-W. It's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> and uh, then I, I'm on Facebook as Emma Lagalo as well. I've got a, my website. I'm still sort of transitioning. So I still have Mamaste is my website, which is M-U-M-M-A-S-T-E. Um, but you can sort of find me, yeah, through through all of that. But I, that's where a lot of my blogs are and, and all of that. But it does take a while to transition all of these things. Um, it does. Yeah. And so then I've got some, yeah, I've got a one-on-one group coaching program called Become the Butterfly, which is a three-month one-on-one program um, that sort of just takes you through looking at your life balance and then what are your values and your limiting beliefs that are holding you back and then uh, passion and purpose and then setting some goals. And I think this is so nice to have a purpose when we're at this time of our lives to to have something that's, you know, just for us that we really want to work on, whether that's getting fit, studying or um, you know, getting a new job or whatever it might be. It's, it's, it's great. I've had, yeah, so many different, like, you know, someone who wanted to try Taekwondo and we, we got her doing that. So yeah, it, um, it can be, it can be great. And then I've got some group programs where there's a wait list for my wealth mastery program. And I have another program called break the busy cycle and clean calm. So yeah, there's a few different ways. Um, yeah, but I'd love to send me a DM on Instagram. I absolutely love engaging and hearing from people and, and yeah, it's, that's what it's all about for me to, to get a message back is just the best. Well, Emma, I always love having chats with you and thank you for sharing your story with us a little bit here today. I look forward to seeing how this all evolves. I know that the sort of businesses that we're in, they constantly evolve yeah. and it sounds like you're on a really exciting trajectory at the moment. So thank oh, you. Thank for you, Elena. And the same, yes, I remember when we were, I think in Tracy Harris's membership um, yeah. and 
yeah, we're talking or maybe doing tribe and that you fund membership. You've done that now, which is yeah, good on you. Amazing. And yeah, I just love following everything you're doing and congrats on the black belt. That's just incredible. Um, so inspiring. Thank you, Emma. I'll see you soon. Right. Thanks, Elena. Bye.